we blame a lot of things on menopause. It's not always menopause. Quite often there's something else going on. But what's happened is menopause has brought these things up because our hormones are messengers and they are protective. And so they give us a protection, which means that we can get away with a few things in our younger years. Then as we lose the protection, the things that we haven't been doing quite so well for our body starts to come out. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello everyone. It's that time of the week again and today I have a special guest, my friend Angela Connell. Now, Angela is a leading naturopath and menopause, I was going to say medical coach, who guides women <laughs> to embrace the changes that have been happening in their body as they move through their menopause transition. She's on a mission to spread the word that it is possible to thrive in menopause, and this can be a time of stepping into your wisdom and falling in love with yourself and your life. Angela has been a naturopath and kinesiologist for almost 20 years, practicing in Sydney, and understands how hormones can impact the way in which you feel. She runs her own natural therapy clinics in Sydney and has done for 10 years and now continues to consult privately. Angela also hosts a popular podcast called Menopause Conversations, where she has enlightening conversations with other women and provides practical advice to support women navigating the menopause with ease. She's a self-published author of the book Secret Mums Business, which reached number one status on Amazon in the health and lifestyle category. Angela has been featured in several magazines, television and radio programs, including Prevention, Good Health, Channel 7's The Morning Show, Channel 10's The Project, 2UE, 3AW, Nature, Spirit Speaks, KC Radio, 97.3, and many other podcasts. So welcome, Angela. Lovely to have you here. Thanks, Bernadette. Thanks for having me. I'm always up for a conversation around menopause. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good because I think it's very topical. I've been reading a lot about it at the moment. Like I read the other day that it often hits at a time when women are at their peak in their career, taking on leadership roles in their career, and then it can be so debilitating that they actually have to leave their job. So I think that's pretty tragic and it's an important topic. I have to say I'm not really speaking from experience because I had radical surgery, which I was told would mean that menopause would hit immediately and I must have blinked and missed it. I know I've had some symptoms, but I would not know what a hot flush was and so I'm really lucky. But I have had friends that have suffered miserably So, yeah. So can I just ask you, is there a typical way that it manifests in women? Actually, the answer is no. And it is as individual as women are. Now, there are common symptoms, and I don't like calling them menopause symptoms because 
quite often it's we blame a lot of stuff on menopause and as you you experienced that menopause for you was just like a blink of an eye and you just moved on and for some women it is and for other people it can be really debilitating and when I kind of first I mean I've been working in women's health and hormones for many many years I've helped women have babies and get their cycles and everything back on track and when I came through this stage of life for me I thought I knew everything about menopause. It's like it was about hot flushes and it was a couple of other things. And it's like, that's what I thought it was. It wasn't. I soon discovered that the emotional side of things was a really big thing. And for me, that hit me really badly to start with. And also, I got a lot of body aches and pains. And I did not know that had anything to do with hormone shifting. So we blame a lot of things on menopause. It's not always menopause. Quite often there's something else going on. But what's happened is menopause has brought these things up because our hormones are messengers and they are protective. And so they give us a protection, which means that we can get away with a few things in our younger years. Then as we lose the protection, the things that we haven't been doing quite so well for our body starts to come out because now we've lost the protection of estrogen, progesterone, so we've lost that protection because those hormones are coming down. So now we're starting to notice things. The thing is, they were kind of there beforehand. We just didn't see them because the hormones buffered that. And some of the big things, the joint aches and pains, that's a big one. That's inflammation. And that quite often comes from some of the foods you're eating. The weight gain, that also, same thing, that's, quite, that's caused generally by insulin resistance. Once again, estrogen covered that up because estrogen helps to buffer insulin it also helps to buffer inflammation so when we lose estrogen now all of a sudden we're seeing inflammation so we've got pain we're seeing the joint pain so we're starting to see more things and then also there's the shift in where we're storing fat and quite often this is related to our stress and you said women they're in they're just kind of getting to the peak of their careers they're getting promotions or they're running businesses they're getting very very successful but what comes with that is stress now I would say the underlying cause of any symptom that is associated with menopause starts with stress because at the moment when you're fully reproductive your ovaries release hormones so well that releases estrogen and then when the egg comes out the egg releases progesterone so it's all to do with the ovaries and the egg as we go along, we stop releasing eggs because we don't have as many eggs and some months we don't ovulate, some months we do. And so progesterone comes down first. So that's our moods and our feel-good stuff. But then as our estrogen comes out, stop, we stop producing estrogen from the ovaries. The body's got a backup plan. So the body's very, very smart. It knows that there's no eggs left, but we still need some protection from estrogen and progesterone. So the body can actually produce these hormones outside of the ovaries. It produces it through the adrenal glands, which is our stress glands. So this is where the problem is, is that women are coming into this time of life, they're highly, highly stressed. And if the body, it has to produce stress hormones, and if we want it to produce reproductive hormones, there is only so much resources the body's got. Now, it will always produce stress hormones first because stress hormones are required to keep us alive. Reproductive hormones are not required to keep us alive. 
So if we've kind of got a bit of a balance and the body's only got so much of the base hormone, which is known as DHEA, it only can make a certain amount, it's always going to make stress hormones first before it'll make the other hormones. So that's where now we've got hormones that we're not making enough hormones. We don't need as much when we don't have eggs and we're not reproducing and we're not preparing our body for pregnancy every month. So we don't need as much hormone, but the body has the ability to make that hormone so long as we're not highly stressed. And this is the problem. Because we're stressed, our adrenal glands are focusing everything on keeping us alive. And that is a trigger for a lot of our symptoms. And stress isn't just busyness and emotional stress. Stress comes from the food that we're eating, whether or not we're sleeping enough, our environment, how we move our body. So people kind of think, oh, stress is the fight I have with my husband or my kids. It's more than that. It is so much. Every interaction our body has with the outside world has the ability to stress us in some way. Okay. So we have to address that. So we hear a bit about hormone replacement therapy. Is that what that's about? Oh, that's a rabbit hole in itself. Yes and no. And there's various forms of hormone replacement therapy. Now, I'm not a doctor, so I don't prescribe hormone replacement therapy, so I'm just going to put that out there right now. There's a big story when it comes to hormone replacement therapy. In the 50s, there was a group of scientists created these synthetic hormones, which they decided that they wanted to sell to women as they were coming through menopause to make them feel younger. And there was a book put out by some some chemist who was in bed with the pharmaceutical companies who said that as women come through menopause, basically they just become old hags that just dry up. And if they wanted to stay youthful, they needed to take hormone replacement. So that was kind of the marketing around is you want to be youthful, you don't want to be a dried up old hag, then take hormone replacement. So These were synthetic hormones, and that was around for about 30 years ago, 30 years. And then they started to do a little bit of research on this, and they found these synthetic hormones had the potential to cause cancer, particularly the estrogen, because some women have particular genes which are more sensitive to estrogen. And there's different types of estrogen. It's like an umbrella term. And even as we come through our own life, we have different forms of estrogen. So the estrogen that is dominant in when we're going through menopause is different to the estrogen that is dominant when we're in our younger years. And then there's another estrogen which actually we know causes cancer. And this happens when our body gets out of balance and our liver's not working and things like that. So this cancer-forming estrogen was also being, well, basically synthetic hormones were giving us that form of estrogen. So they found that breast cancer rates were going up, other forms of cancers were going up. So then there was a big halt to all prescriptions of estrogen. Now, at that time, of hormones full stop, at that time, hormone replacement therapy was the highest sold drug in the world. So you can imagine what that cost the pharmaceutical companies when all of a sudden their biggest income earner disappeared basically off the face of the earth almost overnight and doctors refused to prescribe it because of the cancer risks. Then comes along bioidenticals. Now, compounding pharmacies have have been making bioidentical hormones based on plants for quite some time. And for a long time, that was considered alternative. There's no tests. It's not safe, blah, blah, blah. 
And then the pharmaceutical company kind of got onto this idea and went, oh, hang on a minute. They didn't like our synthetics, but what if we give them something natural? And they went into the production of bioidentical or body identical hormones, which is you can still get synthetic hormones these days, but there's a lot of them are body identical. And these are relatively new. They've only been around for about 10, 15 years. And this is what the big push is on now. Body identical means that the chemical structure is almost identical to what we make naturally in our body. So that's, and it's made from plants. So yam is, the wild yam is the main plant that they make it from. They extract something out of wild yam. They change it within the laboratory to make it look exactly like what we make naturally. Now, the problem with this, number one, it is still relatively a relatively new drug. It has not been tested for, like it hasn't been out there in the world for a very long time. And their claim is it doesn't cause cancer. We can't actually categorically say that, that it doesn't cause cancer. There are some people who are still at risk. And the other thing is when you're taking these hormones orally through patch, a cream, whatever, you're taking a set dose. When the body's producing hormones, it adjusts based on what it wants. So sometimes one day it might require more hormone, other days it might require less. So it does its own adjustment. That's not happening when you're actually putting it in. And then if you continue to put it into your body, what we call exogenously, so through the skin, the mouth, whatever, what happens is the body says, well, I don't need to produce my own hormone anymore because this is turning up every single day. Every time I get a patch on or whatever, a cream, this hormone comes in. So the body says, well, why do I need to produce it? So it stops producing its own hormone. And then there's still some risk factors with this. And depending on who you talk to, it's recommended that there's certain ages when you can be on it, how long you're on it, five years, then you've got to come off. And the problem is the actual coming off. Because if you've come off, if you've been on for a while and then you come off the hormone and your body is not making its own hormone, then all of a sudden you go through a withdrawal and all the symptoms you were trying to get rid of come back because the body's now lost all of its hormone. So there's a big push for it at the moment and particularly, it's not so much here in Australia, UK, really, really big push for it. Lots of doctors are pushing everyone must be on HRT and that's kind of their message. Everyone must be on HRT, otherwise they're going to get a heart attack, break bones, get Alzheimer's. There's a real fear factor around it. US is is a bit like that as well. It's just kind of starting here in Australia. So, but we've got to be very, very careful. This is really new technology. We don't know enough to say that it is completely and utterly safe. Yeah. Also, where it says, oh, it's going to protect you against heart disease, it's going to protect your bone disease, Alzheimer's. Number one, the Alzheimer's still a bit, there's no defined, there's no research that says it prevents Alzheimer's. The research says possibly it might help, help prevent. But the thing is, you can protect your heart, protect your bones, protect yourself from Alzheimer's by diet, lifestyle, managing your stress, reducing your toxins and changing your belief systems. Okay. You can do that without taking a drug every single day. Yeah. It's a whole lot cheaper because you've got to eat anyway. You may as well yeah. eat the right foods. <laughs> so just to recap, so the period of time that you start experiencing symptoms, I know you don't like that word, but it's the only one I can think of at the moment, yeah, that's um, okay. it's from 45 to 55. Is that right? No. No. Okay. no. There are four stages 
of the menopause transition. So it is a transition. So it's like puberty was a transition. And it is actually starting earlier and earlier. Generally, hormones will start to shift roughly, and this is very rough, everyone is different, roughly late 30s, early 40s. There can be some subtle changes in hormone shifts, which might just mean your cycle might get a day or two longer, a little bit shorter, but we're starting to get some shifts. Something's happening. And that can last four to five years. And maybe when you get to the mid-40s, we go into the next stage, which now is now because it was early perimenopause, now we're into perimenopause. Now, this is when hormones can be changing a lot and they can be going up and down, particularly estrogen. And this is often when symptoms can actually start to come out because one day estrogen can be up, the next day estrogen can be down. And now having too much estrogen causes symptoms, having not enough estrogen causes symptoms. So it kind of roller coasters. And this is one of the reasons why having blood tests quite often is not very accurate because depending on what day you have those blood tests, one day your hormones could be through the roof and the doctor says, there's nothing wrong with your hormones, they're great. The next day they could be down through the floor and the doctor says, oh, you don't have enough hormone, you're now in menopause. So blood tests are very, very inaccurate because of this up and down. Now this up and down roller coaster can go for 10 years. And it is different with everyone. On average, the time that we come through menopause, the menopause itself is simply one day. It marks the 12-month anniversary from when you had your last period. So that particular day is menopause. And after that, you're postmenopausal. So I call it the transition. And you can be at different stages. And every woman is different. And some women like you, I mean, some women go through a medical menopause and that happens with cancer it happens with hysterectomies so that can be a really shorter process because you don't have that earlier gradual decline in hormones you have this sudden shut off of hormones so it kind of can push you into an almost immediate menopause so that can be a lot more severe so it's because it's a really short time basically 10 to 13 years has been cramped into like two weeks so yeah. for some women that can be really really intense others like you and I'm not going to say you were lucky, that was based on your body and where you're at, your genes, whatever you were doing, that was an easy transition. And that's what we've got to look at. It's like everyone is different. And that's why there's no solution that everyone should take. You can't say everyone should be on HRT. Everyone should be doing this. Everyone should be eating this type of food. Everyone should be doing this because every single one of us is different. And it comes back to our genetic makeup, our lifestyle, what else is going on with our health. We've got to add all of that into the picture mm. to come up with the solution that works for each individual. And that's the work I do. Okay. And so what does that look like? So what does it look like? It looks like, well, for me, it's a 10-week program. But basically we look at each woman and we do a fair bit of, we do assessments, we do measurements and everything, and we look at her health history and work out where she's at, what are her goals. Now, the majority of women I work at, I work with, are looking to lose weight. I would love it that I didn't have to go out to the world saying, oh, look, let's lose weight, because it's not about how much you weigh, and that's what we've got to be careful of. It's like everyone has a different body shape. But one of the biggest concerns with women is not necessarily the fact what their body shape is, it's more the fact that all of a sudden they put this weight on that they can't lose. And it's not like when you're younger, you put weight on and then you dropped it, whatever, and it was to do with your diet, your lifestyle and all that. 
this what's happening at this time of life is totally different. So that's the women I work with, and majority of them want to actually shift that what we call that meno belly. So it is identifying who they are genetically, what their body shape is, what they require. So it used to be everyone used to say, oh, I'll do the keto diet, that'll work. That's the best way to lose weight in menopause. I can tell you it didn't work for me. Before I was in menopause, it worked. Once I came through this transition, did not work at all. Like it just it was a total failure. Yet any time I wanted to do it in the past, it worked really well. So it's working out what's right for each person. So for me personally, intermittent fasting works. For someone else, they need to be eating five times a day. They need to be eating on every couple of hours. I can get away with two meals or three meals a day. Some people need to be a high in plant foods and not necessarily vegan, but have a lot of vegetables. Others need to be higher in proteins. And it all depends on your genetic makeup and what's going on with your health. And that I do that through an assessment and then basically categorize everybody generally into one of six groups. And then we get even deeper and more personal about what each individual person requires within that general categorization so there's six health types and then each health type has their own personal profile which says these are the exact foods you need to eat this is how many times you should eat it this is the how many times a week how many times you need to exercise whether or not you're better off in cold temperature or hot temperature whether or not you need to go to sleep at eight o'clock or ten o'clock so that comes down to the individual so that's the work i do okay and it works And so it's basically, it's based on diet, sleep, exercise. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so there's six areas. There's food, there's movement, there's timing, so the right time to eat. Yeah. Then we look at the lifestyle factors, which is the mind, how our brain works, how we see the world, our genius, what we do really well. So this is all about reducing stress because if you're not in the right job for you, that's going to cause you stress. So we look at, are you in the right job? Are you within your zone of genius? So that gets included as well. Then the place. So where do you live? Is your body better for a colder environment than a hotter environment? If you're in the wrong environment, it's going to stress your body. Now, you might not be able to change that, but there might be some things you can do to reduce stress. So everything is about how do I reduce stress? I reduce stress by eating the foods that nourish my body, not the body foods that nourish someone else. It's a bit like if you've got you've got a diesel car. Mm. It doesn't matter. If you've got a diesel car, it doesn't matter if you put the best quality petrol into that car, it will not work. And that's the same as our body. You can put the best quality food into your body. If it's not the right food for you, your body will not work. Wow. Okay. So... Do you have to be in menopause for it to work? No, definitely not. Okay, so someone like me that's on the other side of it. I work with women from those who, I have women who come into my program who are not kind of, they're in their late 30s. They want to be healthy coming into menopause. So they're being very proactive and they just want to get their health on track. And so they come in first. Then I've got women who are within that transition and I have many women who are post menopause and generally for them their biggest issue is shifting that weight yeah but we've also got to remember that we're all different bodies so it's not about having someone who is naturally a bigger body 
and getting them down to a size six. That is not going to happen. But it's no. about do I have this extra weight that won't shift? And generally it's around the belly and that's related to inflammation and insulin that if I could just shift that down, my body now will be healthier. So it's, it is yeah. all about health. Whilst, as I said, most women come to me to work with on to lose weight, it's all about health and embracing who you are. Because once you start to understand, oh, it's better for me to start the day early. Now, I used to be, go, I used to work in corporate, used to be up at five o'clock in the morning, go and do boot camp, go to work through peak hour traffic in Sydney and start work at seven o'clock in the morning or whatever. I was always stressed. But now I know that actually it's so much better for me to start the day off slowly. And just by doing that, it has changed everything. From changing my exercise, the very first thing I did when I first learned about precision health and personalised health was I changed the time of my exercise from first thing in the morning to later in the afternoon. I lost three kilos within days doing that. Because what I did was I stopped stressing myself first thing in the morning. And when you're stressed, your body's stressed, it holds on to fat, it won't release it. By moving in the afternoon when I was stronger, I had more balance, I had more energy, all of a sudden the body just went, okay, it's fine, I can, I'm safe now, it's safe for me to be moving in the afternoon, and it just released. Well, basically what it released was inflammation, which it looks like weight, but it's actually inflammation. So, yeah, it's just really understanding, and that's the biggest thing. Whilst women come to me to work with their weight, what they come away with is understanding the way their body works first. And it's very much about bringing back the intuition because this was always there, but we lost that connection to our intuition over the years. We were told we've got to do this to succeed. And I have so many women who go, oh, I love the fact you just told me that I can sleep in the morning and I'm not being lazy. It's like, no, that's exactly the way your body's meant to be. Wow. Wow. Well, that's incredibly enlightening and I want to thank you for sharing your expertise in this because I know that a lot of women will get a lot out of this. Now, because you've got a workshop going at the all shortly, do you want to let us know about that, what the details yes. of that? So everything I've just been talking about, understanding what your body type is and your genetic makeup and all of that, I have a workshop coming up and starts on the 26th of February. It goes for five days. It's a free workshop. And I go into this in detail. I explain what's going on. There's also, if you sign up, you'll get a bonus understanding your hormones e-course as well. So that takes you through what's happening with all of the hormones. And then once we start the workshop, we get into identifying well, each person, each woman, identifying what body type they are, what's the best type of food for them, what's the best type of movement, when should I be eating and all of that. And they come away with a blueprint of what is right for them based on their gen. So I can only go general in a workshop. So one of the six body types, mm -hmm. I just say at that level, if they want to work with me later and get that individual one, well, then they join my program later on. But within the workshop, they will come away with a blueprint which says, okay, I'm an X type of health type and this is the best for me. I need to be eating five meals a day, lots of animal protein, or I'm okay with two meals a day and I need to be eating mainly plant foods, not too much animal protein at all. So that workshop is coming up, as I said, five days, it's free. And the link I think is already up there. So it's bit.ly forward slash menopause underscore workshop, capital M for menopause and capital W for workshop. 
and then register there and then you can come into the Facebook group and we are already, we've just opened the Facebook group and I'm already sharing more information in there for all the women who are in there. Awesome. Well, that's absolutely amazing. So thank you for your time. I will definitely be over there. And, yeah, I think I probably would be the toughest client you would ever have. No, you won't. No, no, you're not. Guaranteed you're not. And I've had some tough ones. Definitely not. And it is really just once you understand how your body works, it becomes really, really easy. And that's why I just give this, I give you this little guidebook and it helps. And you yeah. go, oh, that's what I need to do. It's really just, and it's being open to change, understanding your body's changing and being open to change. If you're kind of, I'm not going to change what I'm doing, well, nothing's going to change for you. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Thanks for a- having me. You're very welcome. And that's it for this week. So thanks again. Thanks, Mikey. I think we're done. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.